0: Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott joining you. It's 1235 in Edmonton. Uh, I'm in Pittsburgh, the Oilers and the Penguins tonight. Guests on our show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 until 10 p.m. Follow the sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Revenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that Oilers now sent you. As uh, we head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline for friends at GCL Diesel providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCL. Diesel.com. And we are joined by Sportsnet color analyst, uh, Louis Debrus. Hello, Louis. How are you? I'm doing well today, Bob. How are you doing? Good. We're going to have a fun night tonight. we got a great game. I mean, a complete contrast stylistically between what we saw with the Flyers on Tuesday night in Edmonton and how they want to play under John Tortorella, how they have to play with $25 million out of the lineup and the star-studded Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, no
1: question. You know, listen, the the Penguins are a team that like to overwhelm you with pressure. They like to control the puck, and they're pretty darn good at it when they execute properly, and that's what they're going to try and do against Edmonton tonight. On the flip side, Edmonton's going to try and reverse that and do the same thing to them. it should be exciting. It's always exciting when 97 and 87 go head to head. I mean, listen, you're talking about generational players. It's special when they get to see one another. It's special when they play against one another. It always seems to bring out the best in them. And uh, I think the two teams, Edmonton coming off a much-needed win, and it was a gritty, grindy win that even the captain himself said we we needed to win an ugly one to kind of get ourselves going. They did that against the Flyers. They grinded that one out in the third period. And on the flip side, the Pittsburgh Penguins, who battling for their playoff life, lost a real tough one where they got Sorokin against the New York Islanders a few nights ago, so I expect they'll be very motivated in the game tonight, and uh, that's what we're hoping for. We're hoping for a beauty.
0: Louis, we are eight days away from the NHL trade deadline. Uh, I think the majority of the fans have let their feelings be known, they want to go for it, and they're texting us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. You've got a window here in a cap system that's kind of in theory how it's supposed to work, and the Oilers have been blessed, basically winning lotteries in back-to-back years, in 14, 15, getting dry-settled third, and obviously Connor first in 2015. Um, How closely do the players follow it? And, you know, do they notice when other teams... Uh, add, a, you know, and and, and get a, an impactful player and that sort of thing?
1: <laughs> yeah, they know every little fine detail that's going on in the league, if I had to take a guess. Um, they might talk like, and I believe them in the sense that maybe they don't follow it every single day. They're not on Instagram or Twitter or looking on the internet and, you know, searching up things in that regard. But I've always told you this before, before there was an internet, um You know, the players talking to one another each time you bump into a a different team and you have friends on that team respectively go to the next team and talk to their friends and go out for dinner with somebody else. Word travels fast in the National Hockey League. So, yeah, I think today with the different platforms available to players where they can get online, they can watch the news, they can watch, you know, listen to the radio when they're driving to the rink, they can... You know, jump on their phone for 15 minutes and really do a quick scan and all the, the the important information will be there at their hand. So yeah, I think they keep a real close eye on it. I think that there's more of a pulse on the rest of the league. There would be teams that we would see, Bob, and that was back, you know, 21 teams, but we, we, I wouldn't even know half the players on a team when they would come into the city. You wouldn't have a clue about them. Um, you might see them on paper, but you wouldn't know about them until you played against them, and somebody on your team hopefully had played against that tough guy or with that tough guy and knew went handy through, and that's how I got my information. Um, but it's a little different now. You can watch video. You can watch games. I know that uh, Patrick Kane, for instance, is a player that we've talked to numerous times that watches a lot of hockey there's certain guys that watch a lot of hockey and there's guys that don't watch a lot of hockey um but but whatever way they do it it's impossible not to see the news it's impossible not to pick up your phone and open up twitter or instagram and see what the topic of that day is in the hockey world and yes i think they keep close attention on that
0: do you think a team's like you know sometimes we talk about a player's ears perking up when he gets to play with the big boys and you know, you're, yeah. you're playing with Connor and Leon. And, and, like, you know, I don't know if they're going to stick with Derek Ryan throughout tonight's game, but that's where he was uh, in the morning skate today. Do you think players, you know, feel uh, uh, better, as an example, if they got a good team and they get a, uh, a significant add? And it, does it change the complexion, the mindset around the team a bit? 100%. Not, not
1: even there's just no question it's not even it's a hundred percent number one I've been on teams when we got Curtis Joseph for instance I knew that we were getting a real high quality great goaltender and understanding how important goaltending was uh, back in the day we knew that uh, Cujo was going to have an impact on our team and he certainly did he had a big impact on our team so the players today, like I said, that, are, that have a real pulse on what's going on around the league, I would say the majority of them do. They, they look at it probably every day. They talk about it amongst themselves. They sit, they talk about it in the room. Did you see that goal so-and-so scored last night? This is the world they live in. This is the world where they make their money. This is the world that they want to win in. So they keep close attention on what's going on in the National Hockey League. Uh, to, to, for, for us to think one second that we know more than they know in that room is ludicrous is absolutely asinine. It really is. Like honestly like the guys in that room trust me. They know exactly what they need. They know exactly what they'd like to have. They know exactly what they feel they're going to need to go forward and um that's the reality of it. They understand if they have weaknesses in their lineup, they understand if they have strengths. Uh, it's, it's not, this isn't rocket science. They're, they're there each day, in and out, every single day, um, but, it, but it's not like they're not sitting there. Every team goes through that. Every team has that on their team. There's going to be strengths, there's going to be weaknesses. So you try and protect your weaknesses as much as possible. You try and play a system that benefits your type of a team, and you go out there and try to do the best you can. But if you were to ask every player on the team, hey, you know, what do you think we need to Add, I'm sure they would have a pretty good understanding of what they feel they need to move forward and maybe have a longer run or have a chance to uh, win a Stanley Cup. I'm not saying they don't believe they can do it with the team they have, Bob. What I'm saying is every team wants to be better. You can never have too much of a good thing. I truly believe that, especially yeah. if if it mixes in and it makes you a better team. I think any player would tell you, regardless, even if you're the guy like I was on a lot of occasions. I was the guy that was in there the lineup. I knew that the guy sitting beside me in the dressing room might take my job that night. He might take my job the next year. But I didn't wish him ill will. I wanted him to go into the lineup and play well because I wanted the team to win. That's the way I was. And I know that when I went in the lineup, it was almost a mutual agreement. Similar to backup, goaltender, and starter, you're not wishing for bad things to right. happen to that individual when he's in the net you're you're cheering for them because you're part of a team and i think people lose sight of that at times um so they want everybody to do well in that organization they want every single player to do well in that team but in saying that if you had the choice and said hey we could go out and get this particular player that i think would make this team better every single player to a man would say do it because that's going to make us better and that's what it Can has it to be, be the right player too it has to be the right player and that's the thing that's the that's the old it's the jigsaw puzzle right Every team is different. Every team has different strengths and weaknesses. What is going to make your team better? Because a lot of teams try to make their team better, and it doesn't necessarily work all the time. But other times that it works, it's great.
0: We're joined by Louis DeBras for GCL Diesel. Bob Stoffer joining you from Pittsburgh. Louis, can it be uh, frustrating to good players on a good team when they see other teams load up in deals and they don't add?
1: (laughs) Of course, it's who you're competing against. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, no question. And they see it's a new shiny toy that they've got for their team that uh, Let's say I'll take Ryan O'Reilly, for instance. Uh, I mean, look at Patrick Kane. If you don't see the reaction that Patrick Kane had there now, he's in a different situation. He knows he might be a player, is potentially possibly going to be a player to go somewhere and help a team down the stretch. And uh, it's a big decision for him. I think he's leaning or has leaned towards moving because I think he's seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and understanding that his organization is in a different spot than he wants to be in right now and he obviously is showing right now he has a ton of good hockey lessons which I do think whoever gets Patrick Kane is going to benefit from that addition this guy is a world class player that has the best type of experience you can possibly have winning and being a major factor in those wins and still has the potential and skill to be a major factor in those wins so I have I I, listen, I have a, um, I'm have a big fan of Patrick Kane and what he's done in the game and how he plays the game and how during a game that's gotten faster every single year because of the skill set that he has, he's been able to hang with the best of the best for years. Fifteen years he's been one of the best players in the game. And he isn't, doesn't look like he's slowing down, uh, which is really, really impressive. But if you watch him, he's watching the league. I've already talked about him before. He knows that Ryan O'Reilly went to Toronto. Heck, he might still go to Toronto, depending on what you believe in the media you hear. But what I'm saying is this is is what you watch. This is what you're looking for. This is your world. Every single player to a man in the National Hockey League, I don't care who it is, their number one objective when they play the game is to win the Stanley Cup. Simple as that there's no other objective. Yes, I know that it gets boiled down when you're a young player, you're trying to survive in a league, you're trying to stay in a lineup, you're trying to not get sent down, you're trying to maybe get more minutes. All of that comes into the equation. But every single player to a man, when they sit down, they think about it's about winning the Stanley Cup. It's about winning. So, the only way you're going to win is if you're staying on top of things. The only way you're going to win is if you make your team better each and every year and get better as a team and Every single player to a man I would tell you understand that the trade deadline things happen, people get moved and everybody is affected by that. We heard Jay Woodcroft talk again this morning about that. It doesn't matter if you're one of the guys getting traded, one of the guys, one of the teams that's looking to add it's going to change the dimension of your team. It's going to affect you in some way, shape, or form. And that is upsetting. That is a little bit nerve-wracking. It's exciting, but it can also be a little bit nerve-wracking for players that are maybe on, the, on on that bubble or on the inside right now but might be on the outside looking in. If that change is made, could be going and moving your family to a different organization. This is a very unsettling time for the entire league. And I don't think this year is going to be any different because I do feel that unlike most years, there's six, seven teams in the mix right now that I think consider themselves contenders and big-time contenders.
0: Who are those six or seven teams, Louie?
1: Well, there's well six in the East anyway, for sure, right away. I would say five in the East. Uh, Edmonton's certainly one of those teams. I'd say Vegas is certainly one of those teams. You know that I've always felt LA as a team – Um, With the the first round matchup they had against Evanston last year, with the guys they had with their lineup last year, I'm a believer in that team. I know some people don't think they're there, but I seem to think that, you know what, they have the makings in the veteran core that know how to get there and have done the job before and with some young players surrounding them that have some offense. Don't sweep on the Los Angeles Kings is what I'm saying. But those would be the teams right now that for me, yes, you know, you go to Boston's, the Toronto's, Tampa Bay Lightning is still always going to be one of those teams. I think the New York Rangers is a team, Carolina, New Jersey. I mean, Edmonton, Vegas. I mean, so I just named off seven, eight teams that I honestly think can win the Stanley Cup. I truly believe that. I think any one of those teams that goes on the run at the right time uh, has a legitimate chance to win.
0: All right. um, So is the time now for Edmonton? Would you be prepared to give up future assets, especially if you could get an impactful player?
1: 100%
0: me. I mean, that's just that's
1: just where I feel being with this team for 15 years and looking at the makeup of the roster right now. Deepest forward group I've seen since I've been covering the team, no question. I, and I'm, I'm adding Evander Kane in the mix. I know he's out right now with an injury. I feel he's going to be there down the stretch. I feel he's going to be a big part of this team and part of the year. And especially in the playoffs with the amazing playoffs he had last year. Uh, I know he's dealing with uh, with an injury right now, but he's going to be there. And I know he, if he had to, I think that he could probably play if he absolutely had to. I would think that anyway, especially with a little bit more time off than there is. Time that's a good thing. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know what? I for me right now, I look at this team and the window is closing. I know that we, and for me, I'm judging that on Greisyla coming up as an unrestricted free agent in three years, and Connor in four. So yeah you know what i think that you have the nucleus here you have the stars here you have the core that you want here it's about adding the right pieces it's about adding the right pieces and if you can go out there and add that piece right now if i was ken holland i would say make the deal that's me though i mean like i said i'm i'm a color color analyst for a reason this is what i see from the outside looking in Um, but that's how I feel about it and again though number one you have to make the deal work number two the ask can't be too much from your team right now because that's what every team's going to want to do they're going to want to try and get as much possible back if they're going to send a good player your way so it has to be favorable for Edmonton to make their team better if it depletes you in any way then I wouldn't make the deal because I do feel the team they have right now is good enough to still go on a run I do I truly believe that if they're playing at their capability this team scares a lot of teams scares many many teams they don't want to match up against them but if you can add and you feel you can add without disrupting what you have already
0: then as a core do it as
1: as a core as a core absolutely I would do it I would do it listen if you can if you look at it if you look at the deal and you say this is an upgrade done in my opinion and yes I feel that and I've told you this many times before and this is how I feel when you have a generational player on your team draft picks are not as important to me and that's just my opinion that's how i feel about it i feel you can go and acquire the players that you need to acquire to build around that core. you don't need to draft and build that's just my opinion i think that if you if you have that at your luxury then you can go and say okay we're going to go we're going to start to put pieces together here but you have to do it smartly and i think they're at that point now They're at that point where they have enough that it's about the finishing touches for me. That's what I look at with the Edmonton Oilers. It's about putting the finishing touches on this team and bringing in the right personality and the right players.
0: Louie, great stuff. We appreciate your time. We'll see you at the arena. All right, Bob. Take care.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is in not as job. simple you know as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so
0: many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal.
1: Listen to The Deal.
0: Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, all right, all right. It is 1256 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, along with Brendan Escott. I am uh, with the uh, Oilers. The Oilers take on the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. They'll fly to Columbus after the game and uh, take on the Blue Jackets Saturday 10.30 Edmonton's time. We're going to go to the Oilers now. Injury Report. It's presented all season long by James H. Brown. Injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang of James H. Brown. Big supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks. You can hear their games right here on 6.30. Jed, as well as the Alberta Golden Bears where Trent Brown was probably the best football player program in the last uh, 50 years. Uh, Vander Kane out uh, dealing with an upper body injury. The Oilers announced that on Sunday. Clem Costin skated this morning. If he ends up playing, the Oilers have to make a roster move. And Devin Shore has not hurt himself based on his performance over the last couple games. And there's a lot of time for Vincent Dayharna in the back end as well. Of course, Ryan Murray remains out on LTIR. It's time for Oiler's Game Day trivia brought to you by ProAm Sports, the Fan Cave and Fan Gear, specialists for all budgets on St. Albert Trail and online at ProAmsports.ca. Brendan, you're gonna make the call. Somewhat easy eh somewhat difficult. Which route do you want me to go? Keep it easy today. Keep it easy today. All right, you got to text in the uh, correct answer at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Name the two former Edmonton Oilers in the Pittsburgh Penguins lineup at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. The two former Edmonton Oilers. One guy spent five seasons with Edmonton. One guy spent three. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. The winner receives bragging rights. And a fifty dollar GC, courtesy of our friends at Proamsports.ca. Off to a global news, weather, traffic update with Kevin Robertson. And when we come back, a guy that covers the Pittsburgh Penguins and the entire National Hockey League, Colby Armstrong. This is Oilers Now.